Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Nothing screams Winterfest like drizzle and 51 degrees let me tell you welcome into key bank center it is a game day it is part three of the four-parter known as Winterfest. and speaking of four the bruins have lost four in a row so let it rain offensively for the sabers tonight it looks a lot worse on your phone you know you get the phone app and it gives you like a bit of a uh, description Visual description of what the weather's supposed to be like. Yeah, and I yeah. see a lot of rain on your phone. Yeah. I look outside and I'm like, yeah, it is gray and it looks cold and it's a little wet. Um, but we were in uh, a major blizzard last year that saw Casey Middlestad oh, try yeah. to get to Columbus no, after know. the Christmas break and did not get, well, he got to Columbus. The Sabres didn't get there. Yeah. And then he found his way here. So I feel like this is. Uh, okay for me right now it's okay i just you know for all the planning and the organization that goes into it and yes. the vendors outside and stuff i just want people to come in and feel good and obviously that will be dictated by how the team performs it always is that's uh, what you're hoping for on the heels of stringing together a win over the leafs uh, a very well fought overtime loss against the rangers on saturday and because he's feeling 22 Devin Levi, happy oh. birthday to Buffalo's starting netminder. It is his Taylor Swift year. That is, uh, you know what, I, I was standing by the bench today. I actually uh, did a little bit of a, my job as an equipment manager this morning because I was right by the bench in the hallway. You had that job? I, I never had that job, but okay. I can fill in, right? And so everybody's coming in, and they're yelling, George, George, hey, jerseys, jerseys. And I look back, and Georgie's not there. And then Devin goes, hey, Marty, how you doing? I'm like, good, good. I didn't even realize it was his birthday, so I missed That's the opportunity okay. right there. And then he goes, hey, do you mind getting me my other stick? This one's broken. So I was, you know, swapping sticks with Levi and whatever, and then I looked at his stick, and the blade was snapped in half. Um, but uh, How's his curve? It's actually a really good curve. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the first thing I did. Even though it was, it was broken in the blade, I could look at it, and it has a nice little lift mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, I want to shoot pucks with that thing. Yeah. And it, it, it was so light, although I never liked those one-piece, like, composite-type sticks that yeah. they have now because I felt they were too light. Uh, and they used to vibrate a lot back when they were first coming on the scene. Yeah, but cut now the knob off. It might have changed the vibration pattern. Shock knob off. Uh, 
you know, that's the way it is. But, no, I'll say this. Um, I, I The first thing I did is I looked at De- Devin's blade, and I'm like, ooh, that I, I could score a goal with that. Well, he won't be tasked with that per se, but he does have a victory against the Bruins this year, yes. as do the Bruins against the Sabres here in this building. It's the season series finale tonight buffalo and boston it is on tnt and of course wgr sports radio 550 the sabers are four three and two in the last nine tell me whether you believe that or not or tell me whether it feels like that or not Uh, i believe it i'm not sure that it feels like it it feels like in two separate instances right? right like it feels like you said four three and two yeah so it feels like seven games were one thing, and then the last two have been a different thing for me. Okay. And obviously having the full lineup now with Jacqueline, Skinner, Greenway, a top nine that you can identify with that was not exactly what last year was because Zach Benson was definitely not on the roster last year, wasn't even drafted by the Sabres. But when you look at the top nine up front, you're thinking, okay, that is more what the identity of this team has been. So I look at the previous you know, seven, mm-hmm. where the team was three, three, and one. And I'm thinking, okay, that was more of a 500 hockey team at best. Mm-hmm. And then the last two, they're one, oh, and one, uh, beat the Leafs, tie, well, tied and get an overtime loss against the Rangers. But that's more the identity of the team. That's the way I look at it. Yes, and the Bruins come in struggling to score. They've lost four in a row, and they have two wins in their last eight. Now, of course, they had a uh, gigantic start to the season, so they can rest a tad on their laurels and uh, obviously still find themselves in a very comfortable position that is 12 points ahead of where the Sabres are. But the road team has won both of the meetings so far this year. The Bruins 5-2 in this building, Buffalo Mm -hmm. 3-1 in Boston. And the Sabres have scored 16 times in the last three games, which, as we know, is the recipe for success in yes. today's nhl if you need a reminder they are 0 12 and 2 buffalo when scoring two or fewer so score three take your chances 80 percent of the time you're going to at least get a point and that's been the way for not only buffalo but look at the bruins i mean the bruins have three wins in 14 games when allowing three or more so even a staunch defensive team you know they don't have the luxury or haven't shown the luxury of late to outscore their problems the way they used to now no. granted they never had any problems because they were had a goalie who was winning the best and of course they were and they're still among the top defensive teams in the league it's just in this most recent window which is most applicable yes the bruins aren't what we have typically seen so their special team is not where it their special team is great no but not this past right. few, those but, past few games and that's the key because we had such an emphasis on it with the new york rangers yeah and it came to fruition right yes so you can be intimidated by a seventh ranked power play and a third ranked penalty kill but the last four games they're two for 11 on the power play which is fine. just a tad below 20 percent, but it's it's fine but they've given up five goals on 15 power plays given. So they're technically 10 for 15, which is 66% on the penalty kill. Okay. That is bottom of the league. So here's an opportunity. Some, number one, Sabres got to draw penalties. We talked about it in New York yeah. and how they only got one power play, and it was late in the third third period. It could have, should have, would have, could have made a difference in the game. It didn't happen. Yes. But get power plays early. Put the pressure on the Bruins that way. You can score three, four, five goals if you give yourself a chance by going on the power play and really putting the pressure defensively on the Boston Bruins. That's the key. So 
it's up to you and up producer Jeff to um, be distributing more at Savers Live on X because it's not in my wheelhouse anymore. But just because I'm not on it doesn't mean that the show can't promote it. So yesterday there was a question that was brought to our attention that with Buffalo's struggling power play, which ranks 26th, why is Victor Olofsson not getting more of an opportunity on there based on his uh, reality and or perception that he scores and can score on the power play. Certainly as they lined up this morning, it didn't appear that Victor, who has three goals in two games against Boston this year, uh, was going to be getting a turn there. These are I feel like any question is pretty much a fair question oh, at this point. When, when your power play is where it is, which is it has only scored in three of the last 14 games. Yeah, so I think with Victor on the power play, you got to wait a little bit. Why am I saying that? Because, again, this is now, you know, a, a the last two games, a different look for the Sabres, yep. their full squad. Yep. And you say, okay, let's, let's really give our power play units that are fully healthy now um, a chance to get into a rhythm. Now, you get one power play against the Rangers, and it's late in the game, in a tie game, and you really did it's not. It's called a gift, a godsend. It was a gift, uh, yeah, and you should have won the game on that gift. But right? they have elite penalty killing, so you yeah. can't beat yourself up too much. You can't, and, and the Sabres, yeah, getting a power play early in the game, I know people are going to say, what's the difference between a power play early in the game and late in the game? It's just it, it the mentality, the approach is different. You're like, hey, let's. Let's get ourselves going. And then maybe you don't score in the first power play, but then you get a second power play, and you've already spent a minute of a first unit on the power play, and you've talked about it. You say, hey, you know what? They're taking that away. Let's yeah. change it up. Mm-hmm. And then the second power play is better, and maybe you score on the third one, and you're one for three. And if you're one for three on average all season long, you're the best power play in the league. Right. You're, you're above 35%. You're the best power play in the league. Mm-hmm. But when you get one power play and it's late in the game and you get your 45 seconds to a minute on the ice and you come back to the bench and you're like, well, I didn't expect them to put pressure on the half wall that way. But you don't have another power play to, to change it. So the last four games, Duffer, uh, five games, okay, the Sabres three times. I've only had one power play. Yeah. In those three games, they haven't scored. How about the wow. other two? The other two, they went one for three and one for five. Yeah. So I'm saying if you go two for eight, but, right? Yeah. That's, again, that's 27% roughly. Mm-hmm. That's a good power play. But if you only get one power play chance in three other games mm-hmm. and you go donut on those three, mm-hmm. you're definitely not helping yourself. Right. And what does that topic remind you of? It reminds you of an earlier season discussion we had when the Sabres were at the absolute bottom end of the spectrum when it came to special teams differential. Now, it started to swing more positively in their favor, but it has probably never been more pronounced than the game against the Rangers because of the frustration, because of the calls that New York got that Buffalo wasn't getting, and then all of a sudden you're staring at the end of the night. You didn't have any shots on the power play. The Rangers had nine. The Rangers got a special teams goal, and it turns out to be the difference in the game. So, again, it's one little example within the big picture, but... They're minus five in in penalties in power play, penalty kill in the last five games. Again, three of those games... They only drew. That's a lot in a small sample. It's a lot. It's it's yeah. one a game. Yes. I'm I'm playing, in, in the NHL where teams are very very close. The margins mm-hmm. are really close, and I'm going to give you an extra power play every game. Yeah. Are you going to take that? Absolutely, you're yeah. going to take that. I, 
I couldn't stress it enough, and it was not to harp on a negative anything but. It was to tell the picture, paint the picture of what the Sabres were up against Saturday. And the reality was, still is, Buffalo has been better at 5-on-5 than the first overall in points percentage New York Rangers this year. Think about that for a minute. So what the reality reality was, was you have to, well, it wasn't just in the game, the whole season. Like the Sabres have been better at 5-on-5, which seems hard to believe, I'm sure, for a lot of people. But the disparity where the Rangers improved to like plus 15 in all special teams and the Sabres regressed to minus 11, think about that. That's almost exactly one goal per each game played. Yeah. And look at the difference between the two. But we just saw how close the season series was. Buffalo went one, one, and one against the number one team in the NHL. And now they're one and one against the Boston Bruins, right. who are number one in the Atlantic. So it's margins. It's and they're the... two and zero oh against the Leafs, who are second in the Atlantic. And you look at the margins, as you pointed out. But at the same time, for me, it's how do you play your game? And yeah. we've talked about that before, how... You know, the Sabres have had opportunities to go on a little bit of a streak here and win two in a row and try to stretch it to three in a row, and there's always a step back. But somehow you beat Colorado at home. You didn't really show up in Colorado, but that's another thing. You beat the Rangers. You beat the Boston Bruins. You beat the Leafs twice. There's so much there, Mm -hmm. and it comes down to your five-on-five play because they're really good teams, and, and staying above water on the special teams, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so you go against the Rangers, you get a point. Why? Because your five-on-five play was where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Now, they did get, you know, a power play goal, and that makes and a difference a in the end. Goal. And a three-on-three goal. That yeah. makes a difference right there. But yeah. your five-on-five game yeah. was where you wanted so to be. So stick with it, and that's kind of what Don was reiterating this yeah. morning, the ability to really rely on their nine. And there's no lineup change for the Sabres tonight after what we witnessed in the last couple of games. No. Zemgis Gergensen's getting close, but expect him more towards the weekend. Now, we mentioned... Winterfest right off the top. Yes. So why don't we dive in before we get to our special guest, what the theme of it is tonight. It's uh, a holiday theme just for you, Marty. Uh, movies and pop culture throughout the game. Festivities include three photo stations inside the arena, and uh, that includes a 360 fan cam, which have become all I the love those at many, many events. So it should be a very fun night here at Key Bank Center. Jordan Greenway joins us now, and uh, happy holidays. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks a lot. Good holiday season for you? Yeah, it's good. Yep. I I went back home to uh, Canton, New York, something I haven't been able to do in a long time. So it was good. 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 Did it it bring back memories? It did. Memories from a long time ago, though, before Shattuck days. Um, And I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't been back in so long. Going, uh, I went and saw the old rink I used to play at. Oh, great. Yeah, it was really good with my uh, sister, my mom. It was uh, it was great. So when you grew up, there's always that one present that that you remember mm. what you got. Yeah. I remember one year, my parents brought it at the very end. It was a Sega Genesis, and yeah. we had Tommy Lasorda baseball on it. We played for like <laughs> days, right? Yeah. Do you, is there one gift you remember as a kid that you're like, hey, I I really remember that significant moment? Yeah, for sure. I got a. Um, it was like a mini motorcycle, like oh. a Harley Davidson. My brother and I got identical ones, and we used to ride those things from morning to night, um, probably when we were like 10. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, up there, there's so much space, so many, you know, cornfields, a lot of 
uh, areas to uh, ride it on, and that was that was the one I remember That's for cool. sure. That's a great gift. Oh. I mean, I, just, I want I, one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to do. It's just don't right. get dirty in the mud here. I mean, my goodness. Uh, now you have been kind of giving the gift uh, continuously here. For your line mates and for the coaching staff, it seems like you have a really nice rhythm here. Um, how would you describe just how everything has gone for you personally since getting back in the lineup mm-hmm. and uh, where you see everything going with this current group? Yeah, uh, things have been good, you know, since, uh, you know, I guess the last two games I've been back. Um, you know, great win against Toronto, um, big win that we needed. Um, and then, you know, going into New York, I thought we played – you know, truthfully, a pretty good game, uh, a game that we definitely could have won. Um, we had multiple chances to win and, you know, obviously came up short. But, um, you know, looking at the positive side, we were able to come out of there with a point uh, and a big point uh, in MSG against uh, a good team. You seem like a you know, even kill type guy, but there was a moment in the game against the Rangers where Eric Johnson was assessed an unsportsmanlike conduct, a 10-minute, Jeff Skinner got a 10-minute. And the explanation we got from the ref was more like, well, I gave him a two because you guys complained about calls earlier in the game. Like, mm-hmm. it was really weird. Do you get fired up? Do you get, like, on the bench yelling mm-hmm. at, at the officials at times? Because I know I would if mm-hmm. I was on the bench. Yeah, I, uh, I used to definitely a lot more. Now, I, uh, not as much. I found, for me anyway, it's never helped me previously. <laughs> Anytime I find myself yelling at the refs, they never help me out in terms of, you know, you know, giving me a call or just giving me the benefit of the doubt. And I can definitely understand why guys get fired up. Um, like I said, I've done it numerous of times, but now I find myself trying to stay a little bit more even kill. There's not much you can do to control the rest, yeah. right? So you might as well just uh, uh, control what you can control. It yep. is um, an unusual moment like that where – most of us thought it would be five for fighting, mm-hmm. five for fighting, yeah. even up and away you go. Um, because it became such an emotional moment, is it something that does get kind of talked about after as far as a reset to maybe even be more like you? and <laughs> Just like, you know, <laughs> like let's just take it as it comes. Yeah. I, I'm just curious how that all, how that all uh, you know, yeah. goes down. Yeah, I mean, in that instance um, – First off, yeah, that's it, it's kind of interesting how they're calling those these days, right? I think the past couple, obviously before the break, but I think there were a couple times where guys were given instigators when, you know, both agreed to fight, and you know, sometimes the refs giving them five and five. It's a fighting major, and life's simple. And sometimes you get the extra two. So I think guys are starting to get a little, you know, maybe extra fired up with maybe the non-consistency um, or whatever the case. But you know, I feel like. Truthfully, in between every period, guys are always like, yo, let's stay off the refs, you know, let's calm down, this and that. Two minutes into the next period, we're giving it to the refs, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I find, like, uh, no matter what team you're on, you're always saying in the locker room, let's stay off the refs. You know, even the coaches are coming in, like, I got to stay off the Donnie comes in, I got to stay off the refs. And then, like I said, three minutes to go, bad call, and everyone's all yeah. over the refs, you know. So, we definitely talk about it, um, but... It's a lot, e- uh, a lot easier said than done. Well, so, and it wasn't just fighting, right? I mean, we had the whole dissection of what is boarding, and we've right. also oh, yeah. seen multiple scrums this year that result in one minor penalty and not two. Mm-hmm. Like Zach Benson, so, yeah. like he got mauled so, and there was yeah. no extra penalties. Yeah. But but yeah. when that happens, obviously you're a penalty killer. 
So you you you're thinking, okay, now I got to go do my job. Yeah. So maybe for you, it's a little easier to reset than let's say Jeff Skinner, who says, well, "I'm going to be sitting here for the next two <laughs> minutes, so right. I'm going to be yelling at the rest." But right. um, what's been the key in the penalty kill? And and we signed in New York, right? Samuelson, big blocks. Connor Clifton, big blocks. You guys forwards angling the shooter in an area where it's easier for the defense to yeah. to block those shots. So what's been the key in the system on the penalty mm-hmm. kill for you? Uh, you know, I could go into, you know, our structure, um, you know, how we do certain things, how we we operate as a whole. But, you know, for us, I think a lot of it's just been, you know, our willingness to compete, you know, anticipate, Mm -hmm. um, huge blocks, like you said, out of Sammy, EJ, there's a lot of guys back there who are willing to get in front of some, you know, big one-timers, this and that, and that's huge. That helps out not only the goalie, but, you know, everyone else um, and um, anticipating. I think that's a a thing that we talk about a lot, you know, just kind of thinking about where, you know, the power play wants to go with the puck next. And if you can find a way to take that away um, and make them do something, you know, that they don't want to do, typically you can take them out of their rhythm and kill some time with Mm -hmm. that. Um, And... But more than anything, like I said, competing, winning the pucks on the wall when we need to, when we find ways to pressure, opportunities to pressure, um, you know, do it hard and um, find a way to get the puck stalled and get it all the way down the ice. Jordan, you played 40 games now as a Sabre. You have seven goals and 14 points. If you prorate that, it probably turns into your best offensive season. Does it feel like it's a real comfort for you to be playing here in Buffalo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Things have been great since i since i've gotten here uh last year um you know just what this group can do um you know not only offensively but just as a whole you know i think you know in buffalo we see it kind of in spurts you know there's a lot of good things that a lot of these guys can do um but you know once we find a way to start stringing things together and you know winning the games that we need to winning the winnable games um i think you know um, you know, we'll really start to see how much better it can be. Um, and yeah, like I said, for me, um, it's been great. It's been, uh, obviously close to home. Um, you know, I, I was here a lot growing up and it's, uh, it's great to be back, uh, great to be back here and with a, you know, familiar coaching staff and group of guys. Do you like the black and red? Do you like switching gear from blue and gold to black and red? And do you like the actual black and red goat head uniform? Yeah, I think the black and red is great. Um, great look. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And switching gear, yeah, it's actually not that bad. Okay. We, uh, in Minnesota, we had uh, a practice rink and a game rink, and we always had to switch gear. And yeah. truthfully, it wasn't that great. We had two different sets here. I don't know why. I don't know what uh, Willie and George are doing back there, but uh, the equipment—it's not too stiff. It's not. It's, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, George is probably George. wearing everybody's yeah. hair <laughs> when we around. leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so good. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sabres after dark. He'd be the one, George would be the one doing it, like riding the mini Arlie in right. your equipment. Right. I'm Jordan Greenway. Right. All right, we have planted the seed for the next Embedded, so uh, look forward to that in the coming months. Uh, Jordan, uh, all the best. Uh, have a happy 2024, and good luck. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Well, speaking of youngsters, I don't believe we're offering mini Harleys for them to tour around the Key Bank Center in, but uh, we are looking for young fans to be part of the game experience January 20th when the team takes on the Lightning. It's Kids Takeover Day. It's awesome. Roles include junior social media editor, junior reporter, and much more. So make your submission at sabers.com slash takeover. You know, Jordan uh, missed 12 games, and that kind of took him out of the total shorthanded time on ice race. But when you look at... His contributions this year, only Sam Carrick among forwards with Anaheim has been on the ice for more shorthanded time on ice per game. Carrick at 319, Greenway at 309. So it continues to be a trust between the coach and Jordan, who, you know, I, I think has probably delivered slightly above advertised. When he came over from Minnesota, would yeah, you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree thinking about how Jordan Greenway has um, been able to fit in into a role, right? Yep. And yep. it's not about the points. And, yes, you mentioned that if you prorate his, his time with Buffalo into a full 82-game season, it's the best numbers that he's been able to do in a season. But, but that's putting aside. It's his role and how he's been able to impact uh, the game inside that locker room. And I'm, I'm looking through my notes here. Uh, just to make sure that I have his height and weight, like at six six two thirty one. Okay, to me, like his help on the penalty kill is look at the top of the zone. He talks about like Sammy block shots, whatever. But I illustrated it in New York the other night. The angle that he takes yeah. when a player is about to come and shoot. If you just because you're six six two thirty and you have range, mm-hmm. you just push them out an extra two feet to outside the middle of the ice, then it becomes a lot easier for the defenseman to step up and block it. Mm-hmm. Like if you allow them to come down the middle, the defenseman can't step up because now you're opening somebody in a different area of the ice that you need to cover and they get a better shot opportunity. I think that playing those type of angles and the positioning on the penalty kill, um, you can teach it. But it comes down to a couple of things. Anticipation, he pointed out, and compete, he pointed out. And I think he's been really, really good on the penalty kill with those two things. Yeah, I think uh, he he should be a staple uh, in in 
any either unit that they use units, obviously, of yes. penalty killing. But I think why I wanted to, at least in this moment, but but presumably moving forward, emphasize his offensive contributions, because if it remains the way it is right now, he's playing with the team's leading scorer in Casey Middlesex. Yes. He's playing with an incredibly talented, promising 18-year-old who has carved out a very nice first season in the NHL so far. So wouldn't you think the points should continue to come and then crest towards kind of annual career bests? Again, like I know, we live in this cycle of line changes and all the rest of it, and there are any number of players that could come and go for this team. This team still needs to has a long way to go to get to what it's supposed to be this year. But I just think that with more comfort offensively with those players, I think Greenway's numbers can continue to climb. They can continue to climb. And look, Casey Middlestat, it's kind of a funny thing over the last five games where he's got three goals and four assists. So he's mm-hmm. got seven points in five games. Yep. And you're thinking, oh, but the, the, the focus offensively has not been on Middlestat. Like you think of... Quinn and, you know, getting two goals in his three games mm-hmm. and Thompson Skinner talk being back together and the big game that they had against the Leafs. Mm-hmm. But Casey Middlestat keeps producing. Yeah. And even though the last two games is with Greenway and Benson and maybe not, you know, I'm putting quotation and I'm doing bunny ears, you know, a offensive role so much because you're looking at your depth chart and you say, yeah. oh, that's the third line. He's still producing, and I yeah. think Greenway's going to continue to have some production offensively, and, and Benson fits in perfectly with those two mm-hmm. uh, and the hard work that he brings and the tenacity that he brings. So, yeah, I think that the production for that line can continue to, to climb, um, mostly because Casey's had such a good year offensively that I think he's playing with a lot of confidence. Both Darlene and Middlestad, co-leaders on the team right now with 29 points respectively. Quick timeout, busy, busy, busy return to action for the NHL. So some league stories and more on the Sabres-Bruins matchup as we continue on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's our night, Marty. Yes. It's our night. That's the banner I just chose to read here inside KeyBank Center. It's Sabres Hockey. Yeah, which one do you want to read? Uh, you can read them all if you, you want. You know what? I'm rattle read, them off. Well, I'm not going to rattle them off. Just come to the uh, to KeyBank Center and then read them in the atrium. But it's our fans because tonight we <laughs> Am are. Am I responsible for you saying the word atrium? Because I get chastised, corrected, when I call it the atrium instead of the pavilion by certain people. Is it the pavilion? I don't know. That's what people tell me. I think of it like an atrium. So. It's the lobby. i'm calling it the lobby in the building lobby but it's our fans why because we are going to be fans tonight because unfortunately we do not have the game on msg tonight it's on tnt it's a 7 30 i'm not going to disclose my whereabouts but it's it's 7 30 games so um you know uh and i will be making an appearance tonight yes and i'm I'm not going to give it away but uh it it'll be memorable let me tell you so i'm working on it right now Amherst are working tonight, uh, happy about that because it's the finale of a home-and-home, an elongated home-and-home series against Syracuse in which they were victorious on Saturday thanks to a Brandon Byro OT winner. Now, what I find really interesting is this is a – 
Amherst team that has a home game tonight against the Crunch, a home game on Friday against Hershey. It, look, it's been a real challenge for them um, lately just to, I don't know, outscore their mistakes, if you will. Um, but they still have a lot of guys that can very well carry this team, even in the short-term absence of Yuri Kulik, who's performing well at the World Juniors. But what's really interesting is it's been – I don't know if anybody ever expected a significant offensive year for Tyson Kozak because of how he's kind of made up. Yep. But I think it's probably been more challenging than even he could have imagined this year. But right now he's getting an opportunity with Rosean, who's typically been with Yuri, mm-hmm. like in lockstep, and Linus Weisbach. So th- this is a really interesting opportunity for a still incredibly young, defensive-minded player to have a bigger impact on a game. So I, I would say that might be my, my focal point tonight. And obviously they're just kind of like the Sabres here trying to string together back-to-back. They almost never win in regulation time. I don't mean that yeah. as a negative. They are super fun to watch because they have a ton of overtime wins this year. And, and comeback wins. wins. Yes. And then lead that disappears, and then you have to win it an extra time. Yeah, a lot of goals for, a lot of fun. goals against. It's been fun. But uh, yesterday at the World Juniors, you had... Noah Ostlin and Anton Wahlberg hitting yep. the score sheet immediately for Sweden in a lopsided win. Uh, Yuri Kulik lost yesterday, but his team is... Um, they were up. They, he had up. a couple of goals already two goals today. today, which is nice. Yep. One of them um, very reminiscent of how even when he misfired last year, he could beat a goalie and then one more traditional from the flank position on the power play and, and blasting at home. Well, one so, was from the right side on the one-timer, right? That was the second one. The first one is just like he can beat goaltenders clean. And mm-hmm. I know this is at the world junior level. So, But he, he, most people, if we didn't know Yuri Kulik at the AHL level, yes, we would say, well, let's wait if he can beat goaltenders at the AHL level that way. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that he's done that. Yep. So you can't say, well, let's wait until he gets pro, until he gets to the NHL. I think Yuri Kulik is going to beat goalies clean from 30, 35 feet out, right? Because he's got that release. He's got that great shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be on the one-timer. It could be just a nice wrist shot when you come off the wall on your, uh, you know, on your strong side. So he's been really good. Matt Savoy. Um, obviously played yesterday. Canada was playing Norway. They won it 5-2. Savoy found himself on the score sheet with a couple of penalties. Um, And, uh, yeah, and Team USA, for even though they don't have a Sabres prospect on the team, Mm -hmm. uh, Team USA got themselves a nice win uh, against Norway. So, uh, yeah, which I think Team USA is, is my favorite to win the tournament right now. So... As that tournament continues, the uh, NHL regular season resumes tonight with 14 games in total, including the Sabres here, home to the Boston Bruins. So when you look at the schedule of games tonight, which game jumps out because of how the league has been trending and how certain teams have been faring of late? Oh, man, there's so many games when I look at it. I think of Washington, the New York Rangers, because Washington is looking at their, like, Cinderella-type start of the season, Mm -hmm. and they're still factoring in the Metro here, and they're ahead of, you know, Carolina. They're ahead of New Jersey. They're ahead of Pittsburgh, and it's like, whoa, what? Like, Ovechkin hasn't been performing at at the level where you would expect Ovi to perform at, but Mm -hmm. he's getting older, and it's towards the end of his career, but he's chasing 
the great one, Wayne Gretzky, and the goal-scoring column. It hasn't been there. So that, to me, is a, a matchup that I am obviously interested in seeing. Um, the, the Battle of Florida, Florida-Tampa. I mean, the Florida Panthers, they are rolling. Sam Reinhardt, I just looked at it, and I don't know why, but Sam Reinhardt's actually a point up on Jack Eichel this year mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the list of top scorers. So I'm very surprised by that. But Florida and Tampa is always a fun, you know, battle, and that's a battle of the Atlantic Division. Um, and out west, I mean, Dallas-St. Louis. Dallas is first in the Central Division right now. Mm-hmm. They're kind of holding on to that spot with Colorado and Winnipeg behind them. There's one point between the three of them. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And Winnipeg is doing it without Kyle Connor right now, and they still are finding ways to win. Colorado. Um, Winnipeg is 8-1-1 one, and one in it, the last 10. It's incredible. And Colorado's got Nathan McKinnon, who just decided to flip the switch. Oh, now. okay. So this leads me. <laughs> you're going to love this. So McKinnon not only has the 18-game overall point streak, yes. but home point streak from the start of a season, right? Do you know who has the longest home point? point streak from the start of a season Wayne Gretzky yes but do you know, I, I, I should always guess Wayne do you Gretzky know what makes no it amazing it was fifth it was over two seasons uh no this is oh, a man. single season record okay, I thought maybe about. he did a no, full no, no, no. season oh he probably could have but uh, the incredibly he gets traded to the LA Kings his home from the start of the season point streak in LA all 40 home games yeah, that year. 80-game yes. okay. season, he had a point in every single home so game. So it could have lasted over two years right. because the but next isn't year that, like, Just think of it. Like, if if you're not of our age, yeah. <laughs> of a certain age, you can only imagine the magnitude of Wayne Gretzky being traded. And then for him to just carry the torch for hockey, start it all up in L.A. under Bruce McNall, and we're going to put hockey on the map. Yeah. And all Wayne did was everything Wayne could possibly do. It's just another. Oh, by the way, I showed my mom the feather in the map video. Yeah, from <laughs> from, Jeff, from uh, Wheel from of Wheel Fortune. Fortune over the holidays. So, That's so yeah. Great, so what a, a feather one. in the map because that was a geographical shift for the great one. Well, so. I'll tell you this: if you watch LA Kings game now late at night, mm-hmm. and they show you know, fans in the game and celebrities at the game. And there's a certain level of celebrities like, you know, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell that were big, 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 big in the late 80s, early 90s when the LA Kings and Wayne Gretzky really got their buzz. You know, you see Will Ferrell at the games. You see Snoop Dogg at the game. And so that all started. Seth Rogen was dropping the puck the other night. Um, But that all started in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, when Wayne Gretzky got traded there. And now 30 years later, the fan base is really really strong in L.A. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think Anze Kopitar has had a really big say in that. Drew Doughty has had right? a really big say in that. Yeah. And the fact that they won a couple well, of Dustin cups. Dustin Brown with John- has a statue now. A statue. Like- Jonathan Quick will have a statue there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as simple as that. But you look at all of this started with one player, and that was Wayne Gretzky, mm-hmm. and his impact to this you know, gold rush, California coast, now San Jose, Anaheim, L.A., Vegas, I mean, the, the Sun Belt in Florida, that's, that's all Wayne Gretzky. Dallas won a cup. Colorado won a cup. Vegas won a cup. L.A. won two cups. Anaheim won a cup. Like, you're looking at the San Jose. It was close. They didn't. They yeah. were one of the longest-serving consecutive playoff teams. Got close, didn't win. 
but as we talk about great stories from the West and now specifically the West Coast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I ask you, are the Sabres expansion cousin from 1970 yes. the best team in the NHL? I thought you were going to ask me, are the Sabres in the wrong division? So maybe they need to move to the West Coast Question for a different day, Marty. In fact, why don't we put it down for July 13th? Because okay. I'm sure we'll be... That's the topic we should have. Are the Sabres in the wrong division? Um, No, the Vancouver Canucks right now, when you look at... Are they the best team? I... Look, I know we talked to Shana Golan about this. They are number one in the They are number one in points, not in point percentage, but in points right now. And they are the highest scoring team and have the second lowest goals against. And they have the best goalie, right? So, yes. Well, I don't know if they have the best goalie. I think so. But, so, you might be about to say yes. So here's what I wrote down on my sheet talking about the Vancouver Canucks today. Best goalie, second best goal scorer, in my opinion. A guy that people are going to say who, like Brock Besser. He is able to score goals. Elias Patterson is there. Quint Hughes is there. Um, Their structure is better. I think the Vancouver Canucks, for me, are the real deal. Mm -hmm. Now, they are in a tough, tough division. Right, because at the end of the day, they will have to play through the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Kings. Those are not going to be easy battles in the uh, Pacific Division when when it's all said and done. But I I really feel that the Vancouver Canucks are at this moment the best team in the National Hockey League. And look at the dysfunction that was happening last year in Vancouver, right? Like they completely botched the whole Bruce Boudreau thing. Bruce Boudreau, Did they? well, in a way it. Look, he needed to get fired because it wasn't going anywhere. But when everybody else knows he's getting fired before he's getting fired, the fans are saying, thank you, Bruce, knowing that's his last game. Like, the whole situation in Vancouver was so mishandled. Um, They traded Bo Horvat at the deadline, right? And it's like, this is a guy that should help you. But they said, you know what, we're going to trade him to the Islanders. And they took a step forward this year. Um, you got to give him credit. You got to give him credit uh, in the the locker room with the players and Rick Tockett, who's really got that team working well. Uh, Thatcher Demko is healthy, but I felt like the Vancouver Canucks last year was a team that was dysfunctional when you look at their front office, and they've they've steadied the boat this year. Okay, but. Are you willing to give credit to Rutherford and Alvin as the ones who fixed the dysfunction, even if they were co-creators of it? Uh, I'm going to give them a little bit of the credit. Because the roster either intentionally or unintentionally remained intact, i.e. Besser stayed. J.T. Miller stayed. J.T. Miller stayed. J.T. deserves a hug. We were going to start that segment a long time ago, and it never latched on, but I think... I think he deserves an apology and a hug, quite frankly, based based on how people spoke about him. He, by the way, is leading the number one team in the NHL in scoring with 48 points. They also, um, Vancouver, did go get Casey DeSmet the, as a, as a goaltender. Oh, stop. No, He's but done. I'm saying 
He's helped giving Tasha Demko a break when well, they didn't have last year. Who did they have? Spencer Martin. It wouldn't have mattered who. No, Spencer was the year before that. But yeah. it wouldn't have. They Colin had Arthur Silovs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it wouldn't have mattered because they were dysfunctional ahead. They didn't have Philip Peronik, who they stole yes. from Detroit. Now, the irony is Detroit's defense. Alan Walsh let everybody know that was the key guy. For yeah, but I don't even know if people know that Ronick is one of the league leaders in assists this year. Yeah, and all he yeah. does is just play second fiddle to Quinn Hughes and. Like, his numbers are off the charts. Like, they were the most, not, the, biggest fail, the big, biggest failing for them was everybody was like, they have to fix the defense core. Well, Quinn Hughes took it to another level. Horonic comes in, they and then all of a sudden. They Dorov. And well, that was a good in-season trade. It, it hasn't been there long trade. enough to have, you know, like the lasting impact. So you can't really give credit to their league first overall status to Zadora, but no. 100% agree. It it's helps, a steal. It's, help it's an absolute steal. Like, now, what are they yeah. doing, right? Like, so it's... Philip Aronek is the Devontae's to Kel McCarr. Boom. 100%. That's, so nobody talks about Devontae's, but Kel McCarr is <laughs> Unless he opens his mouth. <laughs> Unless he says, you got to no, be kidding again, yourself. but again, that's a quality Philip thing, right? Is that. And I think Vancouver now has um, enough of a swagger. Um, look, amidst all of this that so we're talking about the first overall team, Two, less than two weeks ago, the question in Vancouver was, should we trade Andre Kuzmenko, who scored yes. almost 40 goals in his first NHL season last year? Yes. And patience. Now he's found his rhythm again. And guess what? They have depth scoring. Demko is Demko. Why he ever would it, I don't. I still don't believe he was ever seriously considered to be on the block. You would know better than I. But I just. Demko? Yeah. No. Like, it would have made no sense for them to move off of him. I think it was just a matter of getting them healthy. And, look, this is a guy that dealt with injuries in college, right, hip injuries, and then kind of – but when healthy, he is about as good as they come in the National Hockey League. But, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you look at a year – like we talk about the Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Ottawa Senators. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at last year into this year, like, oh, these three are ready to make a step. But Mm -hmm. also – Sometimes you got to look at teams that are completely underperforming yes. as a team that will, like, balance itself out. Like, Buffalo last year overperformed. Mm-hmm. We have to take a break. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was my way of trying to get your Ottawa attention. Ottawa overperformed. Detroit I'm was tell- whatever. But tell us straight in the clock here. All right. We're circling the, 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 the clock. <laughs> we're back after this. It's game day. Sabres hosting the Bruins tonight. Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Do I sound as tired on the radio as I look on television? No, you sound great. You're, okay. you're perfect. How is it that I could go to bed reasonably early by my standards and look this tired? What has happened? Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, years and years of not sleeping. <laughs> Catches up with me. Oh, my God. But I'm wearing your... Gifted scarf. Thank know, you. It it's the gift that keeps on giving. It looks awesome. Thank you. Jordan Greenway was a blast. Um, it was yeah. really nice to have him sit down with us. Very thoughtful. I, lo- I will forever love his <laughs> in the room moments about, hey, we got to take it easy on the officials. Oh, <laughs> <And> yes. Then- <laughs> Which is so true. Like, it always happens. And then first miss call. <laughs> It explodes. It's like the the teapot, right? That's on the the stove. And at any moment, you're like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna," <laughs> and then oh, it goes. Okay. So, what to expect tonight? Amidst 14. By the way, Vancouver. When we were on that tangent, yeah. them and Philly, the only two that don't play tonight. So, Sabers 
and that was my Bruins. question yeah, i yeah. wanted to hit well, you with what, what give us the uh 10 second synopsis on what to expect tonight okay so it's going to be a low scoring game in my uh. opinion the bruins don't score much right now and they're going to focus on defending the sabers Getting to three is the key, like yeah. you said. But three will be the key. I say three to Buffalo tonight. Devin Levi in goal for Buffalo. Enjoy tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.